0: Al Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjidul Azhar Bilmo, presented by Farhan bin Rafi' Ahmed. Bismillahi al rahim Inna al-Hamdulillah. Nuhmadhu wa nustainu wa nastaqfiro. Wa nauzu bi-Allah min shoori anfusina min syyaati amalina. Man yahdihi Allah, fala muddllalah. Waman yuddllil, fala n tajda lahul waliy murshida. Wa ashhadu an la ilaha illallah al-Ahdul Qahhar. Wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan abdu wa rasul. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَلَا تَمُوتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ Indeed, all praise and thanks belongs to Allah alone. We seek His help, His assistance and guidance in all things. He whom Allah T.W.T guides, there is none that can misguide Him. And he whom Allah T.W.T leads astray, there is none that can guide Him except through the will and permission of Allah T.W.T alone. And I bear witness and testify, that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah. And that Muhammad ibn Abdullah ibn Abdul Muttalib al-Hashimi al-Qurashi was the final messenger and prophet sent to all of mankind. O oh, you who believe, fear Allah. Fear Allah as He deserves to be feared. And do not die except in a state of Islam. Do not die except that you are Muslims. Rabbi shirrach li sadri wa yassir li amri. Wahlu al min lisani Alhamdulillah, this is lesson 19 in our reading of a Tafsir. Now today's lesson is about the 6th verse in surah al-baqarah. where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says a lam la Indeed those who disbelieve regardless of whether you warn them or do not warn them it is the same, they do not believe. They do not believe. Now, this is, subhanallah, the first time in this chapter where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is specifically addressing those who disbelieve. Because the ones before this was what? About the qualities of the believers and the description of the Quran. So now this is the first address to the disbelievers, and this is the first address. In this chapter regarding those who disbelieve. Now, Imam Al Qurtubi rahimahullah who died when? 671 after the hijrah of the Prophet, he says, After Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated the believers and their status, he mentions the disbelievers and their ending. The disbelievers and their ending. Kufr disbelief, he says, is the opposite of of Iman. Kufr disbelief is the opposite of Iman faith. And what is and this is what is referenced in this verse. This is what is referenced in this verse. Kufr taking the meaning of that which is opposite to Iman faith. But he says Kufr also has the meaning of ingratitude. Kufr also takes on the meaning in the Arabic language of ingratitude, of blessings and favor. And this is the meaning, he says, Imam Al-Qurtubi, rahimahullah, from this meaning is the statement of the Prophet wasallam regarding the woman in the hellfire. The woman in the hellfire, in the hadith of the eclipse. And the hadith is found in Sahih Al-Bukhari, and the hadith is that the Prophet he stated that I was shown the fire of hell. I was shown the fire of hell. And yani I saw inside of the hellfire. And he says, never have I seen anything before today more terrifying than it. Jahannam is not a joke. Jahannam is real. And Jahannam exists. And the Nabi sallam saw what is inside of the hellfire. He saw inside the hellfire. And then he makes a very important note for all of mankind. He says, And I saw the majority of its inhabitants were women. Most of the people in the hellfire were women. So it was said to the Prophet Why, O Messenger of Allah? And You can't just drop something and not tell us why. Like, what's the reason, O Messenger of Allah? What's? يعني, how did that happen? And then the Prophet وسلم, he replied, بِكُفْرِهِنْ بِكُفْرِهِنْ their, يعني, Because of their kufr. Okay, let's just use that word here, before it gets explained. And then the Prophet ﷺ was asked, أَيَكْفُرْنَا بِاللَّهِ Do they have kufr in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And the Prophet ﷺ, he said, الْإِحْسَانِ That the Prophet replied using one of the other meanings of the word kufr. And he said they are ungrateful to their companions, their husbands, and they are ungrateful for the favor upon them. And the Prophet continued the hadith. He said, if you are kind to one of them for an entire lifetime, And then she sees one thing, one. I'm not saying this. I want you all to know that I am not saying this. This is the Prophet saying this, okay? Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, if you are kind to one of them, one, for an entire lifetime, and she sees one thing in you from that which is undesirable. She will say, I have never seen from you anything that was good. I have never seen anything from you that was good. So, over here, this shows us another meaning of the word kufr, which is ingratitude. And subhanallah, we have to make note that a Muslim is always to have insaf. The link. A Muslim is always supposed to be just. A Muslim, regardless of whether it's for him or against him. That when your husband does something that is not right, and we're not saying it's something that is right, we're not making wrong right. The Prophet says that if she was to see something wrong in him, one thing that was actually legitimately, you have a right to be upset, but one wrong does not mean that he has not done anything up until that point of being incorrect. Now, in saying that, this isn't a green pass for you to go run amok on your woman. Right? You have to be going, oh, it was just one thing. Right? It was one time. سَخْفِرُ this is the, this is the thing, right? People think that they can get away with doing anything to their wives. Now, she has the right, if you make a mistake, she has the right, to ask not to be with you, no problems. However, if she does that, she should not say, I am doing so because I have never seen goodness from you. She should say that this, what you have done, is too much for me now. Right? You left your towel on the floor. Wallahi, that was one time I heard that was a reason for divorce. Wallah. Wallah, someone left something on the floor. <laughs> Now, if she wants to go, it's her haqq, no worries, go, no problems. That's your legitimate right, no problems, yalla. But when you do go, don't say, it's because I have not seen any goodness from you. Because this is going to be a cause for you to enter the hellfire. And we have to make note of this, this isn't light. it's not a joke. That when you're angry, you forget everything that is good. You forget everything that has happened that was goodness. And this is also for you brothers. That if she makes a mistake, she cooks something incorrectly, مثلا, let's just say, hypothetically speaking. Huh? Just doing hypothetical. She makes biryani. Right? This is here. Right? We've got to make it culturally appropriate. She makes, she makes biryani. And it's not like your mother's biryani. Right? This biryani has carrots in it. Does biryani normally have carrots in it? No? Khalas. <laughs> Good. She puts carrots in it. And then you say You have never cooked anything good in your life It's one, you're lying One, you are lying And two, you are doing oppression And three, relax, it's just food <laughs> It's just food But for the brothers is always to have a mindset In insaf, justice Justice upon you And from the sister's side before I get shot, is to make sure that you don't think, take things out of proportion Because this could be a cause of detriment This is not a good sign, this is not a good sifa That you forget everything good that your husband does And that you only wake up to yourself after And you calm down, you cool down After he gives you flowers, makes it up out of his, After he's after his out, out of the doghouse And he comes back And now خلاص, you've forgotten everything And then you say, only you have only done good and you've never done anything bad to me Right. Three minutes later, right? you got chocolates for her Rochers right there, and just say as soon as he made a mistake, right? And she forgot it at that moment. So you have to be just. Now, another meaning of the word kafir, of the word kafir, is in the Arabic language used for the farmer. Used for the farmer, and the plural state is kuffar. The plural state, yani singular is a kafir. The plural state of a farmer is kuffar, and. This is found in the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in surah Fath Verse 29 To the delight of the farmers who planted it To the delight of the farmers who planted it And subhanallah Something that is also important Is that there are other meanings of the word kafir too There are other meanings of the word kafir So From them is a distant land. A distant land is also mentioned as being kafir. And also the oceans is also mentioned. The word for it can also be used as kafir. And also the night is described as being kafir. Right? Something that is... Why this is the case is because in the origins of the Arabic language the meaning of kufr is that which is hidden. The meaning of kufr is that which is hidden yani, The night sky hides away a lot of things The actions that happen in the night And the ocean inside of it Is that which is hidden right? The farmer hides away the seed Under the soil So there's a lot of yani, The origins of the meaning is found In that which has come before Imam al-Baghawi rahimahullah, Who died in the year 516 after the hijrah Of the Prophet He says That the disbeliever Hides the truth Through his refusal The disbeliever Hides the truth Through his refusal Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He says Sawa'un It is the same for them It is the same for them Imam al rahimahullah He says It is the same whether they are warned or not It's the same, it's equivalent There's no change Whether you do it or not it's going to have the same outcome. It's going to have the same outcome. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَأَنذَرْتَهُمْ tahum. Imam al Qurtubi rahimahullah, he says, that for something to be considered Al-Inzar, for something to be considered a warning, it needs to have in the warning, right, to be considered Inzar, it needs to have in the warning itself, Time Time So that people can protect themselves from that warning Right? If I just warn you Right? Now I don't want to use a bad example Okay, something good Actually, you can't give a warning about something bad <laughs> Something good, خلاص It has to be something bad لا يعني, Imagine a person was going at 100, 150 On the M5 and there's a car that's stopped right in the middle And he's an inch away from him An inch He can't stop it now خلاص. Right? I can't warn him and say Watch out Because there's not enough time for him to take away And take, يعني, brace himself and take movements away from him But what can happen If I tell him at that moment is Ish'ar I tell him Watch out Right? But he can't do anything about it He can't do anything about it So over here this is one aspect of it For it to be considered a warning There has to be time that they can free themselves From what is being warned from And there has to be an element of fear That which makes fear apparent So if I say Be warned Jannah is for you It doesn't make sense Because there's no warning here It's a glad tidings. It's a bushra Indhar has to be of something that's a warning right? It has to be something that's serious Something that is coming to them, which is going to be scary for them to hear, that is what is considered in dhar So, what's the two types of يعني, conditions that it needs to have to have to be considered in dhar in the Arabic? The first is element of fear, and the second, time frame, so that they can leave from that, or be warned from it, or do something that take any action away from it. He later says, Imam Al Qurtubi rahimahullah. That there is differences of opinion regarding this verse Of how this verse is to be understood And who it was revealed upon He says it is said That it is a general statement It is said That it is a general statement But its meaning is specific Upon those who are going to be punished It's a general statement But its meaning is specific upon Those who are going to be punished And this has Proceeded, it has already come to be in the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who will die upon disbelief. So over here, this is not Imam Al Qursi rahimahullah saying the first type is that it is not something specific to a specific people, right? Only in the time of the Prophet. It is general to everyone. Anyone who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed that they will be upon those who die upon disbelief, this is for them. This is for them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that these types of people without specifying who they are are going to die upon disbelief. Whether they get warned or not it's going to be the same. Okay, this is the first one. Imam al qurtubi rahimahullah he continues. Every time that train comes I just remember Belmore. It's the only place where a train rocks up in Belmore. It's just, It has to happen. There's not a dars except there's a, tra- there's a train that goes by. خلاص. Imam al-Qurtubi, rahimahullah, he continues, and he says, Ibn Abbas, radiyallahu anhumah, he says that this was revealed regarding the heads of the Jews. That this verse here was revealed regarding the heads of the Jews, from them Huyayy ibn Akhtab, wa Ka'bna Ashraf, right? Specific Jews that this was this was revealed upon, and those who were with the two, those who were equivalent in their status. Imam At-Tabari rahimahullah says, 310 after the hijrah of the Prophet sallallahu He said, Ibn Abbas radiallahu said, this is still on that opinion of Ibn Abbas, but I'm just mixing the two so it has some flow. Ibn Abbas radiallahu he says, كافروا, Indeed those who disbelieve, he said disbelieve, disbelieve in that which was revealed upon you. From your Lord, يعني to the صلى الله عليه وسلم, إن الَّذين كفروا, those who disbelieved disbelieved in what in that which was revealed upon you, whilst they said, indeed, we have truly believed in that which was revealed to us. يعني the Jews that which came before you, that which came before you. Now, Imam tabari he said that Ibn Abbas رضي الله عنهما viewed this to be an insult upon the Jews. For their disbelief in Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, with their knowledge of his prophethood to them and to all of creation, and Imam Tabari rahimahullah was on the view that this is the strongest opinion. This is the strongest opinion, and he gave يعني, so many reasons, right? like three pages, three pages of why this was the strongest opinion. Uh. Yeah, and he gave many reasons for this to be the case from the point of view. Yeah, and he gave some of them, right? The first is that it makes the most sense in the positioning of the verses. Of why it's the Jews, right? And he says, and that they fit the description of being stubborn upon their ways to the da'wah of the Prophet to them. Right, Think about it. Just think about this one. Whether they were warned by the Prophet Sallam or not, they still disbelieved. Think about it, right? It makes perfect sense that it's going to be the Jews Of the time of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam They knew it to be true Whatever the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did They asked for signs Whatever questions they had He did everything And it was still They were still stubborn In their way Of not accepting the truth from Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And Even to the point Imam Tabari Rahimahullah When he was going through the different meanings of kufr Right? Of the linguistic element He kept bringing the Jews back This is why <laughs> This is why it's them <laughs> He was saying, for instance, he would make reference... To how it fit the Jews in the time of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi How they hid the truth of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam... See how said, Kufr, in its essence, is to that which is hidden... Right, to hide something... So, he said... يعني, this fits the Jews of the time of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi How they hid the truth of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi From the people whilst they knew him to be truthful... And that he was mentioned in their books... And he gave many, many other reasons, but he was an opinion. This is the strongest opinion. Imam Al Qurtubi coming back, right? Imam Al Qurtubi, rahimahullah. He said, uh, Rabi' ibn Anas, rahimahullah. He said that this was revealed upon those who were killed on the day of Badr, those who were killed on the day of Badr. And perhaps how we are to understand this verse, because yani, this uh, this uh, opinion, is that a sense of guilt might have come, Allahu A'lam, that the Prophet might have felt blameworthy, that he wasn't able to guide them, and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to Muhammad وسلم, whether you warned them or not, they were going to disbelieve. They're not going to believe. They were not going to believe, whether you did it or not. Imam al qurtubi rahimahullah, he says, وَالْأَوَّلُ Asah. His opinion, he's saying, وَالْأَوَّلُ asah." That the first is the most correct opinion that it is a general statement that the people will be of this type whether them with whether uh, or not they were named specifically by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or not uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says if anyone was to be specified that his death will be upon disbelief comes under the meaning of this right Imam al Rahimahullah, he's saying that it's general he to him He's taking the opinion that it's general. And that the meaning of everyone else that he's giving, it comes under this. That they are going to be under those who were written to be disbelievers from the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, who died in the year, 774, after the hijrah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi He says, that the position that was narrated by Ibn Abbas is more apparent to be correct. What was the position of Ibn Abbas? Huh? That he was regarding the Jews at that time. Imam al-Baghawi, rahimahullah, who died in the year 516 after the hijrah of the Prophet وسلم, He says that this was revealed regarding the Mushrikeen of the Arab. Regarding the polytheists of the Arab Peninsula. And Al-Ka'bi mentioned that it was regarding the Jews. So, who was upon the Jews? Any position that he was upon the Jews? Ibn Abbas and Al-Ka'bi. And this position here was mentioned by Imam al Rahimahullah, that it was revealed upon the Mushrikeen of the Arab. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, who died in the year 728 after the hijrah of the Prophet, wasalam, he mentions, as found in al fatawa that this verse covers all of the disbelievers upon those whom this was revealed regarding in its reason for revelation and upon those who follow until the end of time so he is taking a similar approach to Imam al Qurtubi, similar approach to Imam al Qurtubi that it is general that it is general uh, that it applies to anyone who dies upon disbelief now Let's end with about that's finished. That's the last part of Reasons of Revelation. After the lesson, after the lesson. Now, now we go back to, خلاص, we finished about who was revealed upon. Okay. Now we go on to what Imam al he says regarding the types of kufr, the types of disbelief. This is interesting. Wallah. Inshallah, you're getting what? You're writing notes? You're writing notes? Okay, khalas. No. He's writing notes. Stop looking at him like that, like he's a criminal. First lesson, bro. Relax. (laughs) Imam al-Baghawi, rahimahullah. He says, regarding the types of kufr. He says, the first type of kufr is kufr inkar. Kufr inkar. Which is that a person does not know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to begin with. Kufr inkar. Is that a person does not know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to begin with. And he does not recognize him. This is the first type. The second type is kufr, juhud. Kufr, juhud. It is disbelief that has a component of defiance. It has a component of defiance. That the person knows Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's truth through his heart. He knows Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Through his heart But refuses to affirm it upon his tongue He refuses to affirm it upon his tongue Like the disbelief of Iblis And the Jews They know it to be true But they fail to act upon it They fail to say it Right? So they know it to be true But they fail to act upon it The third type Of kufr Is al inad The disbelief That has a component of refusal That has a component of refusal That is a person He knows Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through his heart And he affirms Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon the tongue Subhanallah Is there a person like this? That a person knows the truth And he affirms it upon his truth Upon his tongue But does not accept Islam through it he, affir- he knows it to be true. He knows Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be true in his heart. And he even affirms it upon his tongue. But he refuses to accept, accept Islam. He does not accept Islam through it. And he says, who's saying this boys? <laughs> Imam al-Baghawi rahimahullah. He says that this is like the disbelief of Abu Talib. The disbelief of Abu Talib. A very specific type of Abu, of disbelief, subhanallah. The uncle of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wa sallam. And he said that Abu Talib would recite poetry regarding the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wa sallam and his religion. Yani the poetry that he would recite was some some of the verses. وَلَقَدْ عَلِمْتُ بِأَنَّ دِينَ مُحَمَّدٍ مِنْ خَيْرِ أَدْيَانِ الْبَرِيَّةِ دِينًا لَوْلَ الْمَلَامَةُ أَوْ حِذَارُ مَسَبَّةٍ بِذَاكَ مُبِينًا He said, he would say this, this is a person who's a disbeliever, a kafir. He would say, and truly I know that indeed the religion of Muhammad is the best of all religions. The best of religions for all mankind. This is a kafir saying this. And he said, if only... Had it not been out of the repercussion and the insults, you would have found me to be a follower of that great way. So over here, he's not denying Allah. He's not denying it upon his tongue even. He's literally saying, this is great stuff. He's literally saying, this is good. I want to, but I just can't. I just can't. So over here, this is... What, what type of kufr is this? Inal. Kufr al Inal. And then the fourth type of disbelief is kufrun nifaq. Kufrun nifaq which is the disbelief with a component of hypocrisy. Disbelief with a component of hypocrisy. That is that one affirms with his tongue his belief but the belief is not in his heart. The belief is not in his heart. Now something important here. Right? Is that Imam al-Baghawi rahimahullah He concludes and he says And all of these types of beliefs Disbeliefs He says all of these types of disbelief Are the same All of these types of disbelief Are the same In the sense That if one were to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala With one of them Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not forgive him Allah subhanahu wa taala will not forgive him. Which of of these is the least in its severity? Kafrawa, huh? What? Say that again. The first one. Why is that? Yeah, he not. Why is that the least in its severity? He doesn't know Allah subhanahu wa taala. The last one. Okay, which one is the most severe? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's like multiple choice picks every single one. Subhanallah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> are you guys saying that there's anyone worse than Iblis? The type of yeah, you know, any belief of Iblis is worse, huh? Is someone better? No. Dark al asphalt. Okay, but where's Shaitan? <laughs> He's gonna be above them. He's gonna be no. hanging. <laughs> He's it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna have it easier if, Iblis is gonna have it easier Anyways, that's not important that's just. But Subhanallah What is seemingly the least uh, Severe Would be the type of Abu Talib Of Abu Talib Because Nabi sallallahu Says that he has the least punishment in the hellfire The least punishment in the hellfire Because of what? He was helping and assisting the Muslims Right, and Nabi ﷺ says that he has the the lowest punishment in the hellfire, which is he is going to be made on to stand on stones that are boiling, and that will cause his brains to boil consistently. this is the the least punishment of jahannam. imagine unrelenting punishment like that, but over here, what do we understand that this type of alam is potentially the least the least however, the rest you can make a case for each of them, right? Let's just say you guys are alright, Allah. But, yani. <laughs> I'm going to continue now. La <laughs> yu'minun. They do not believe. They do not believe. Imam al Nahas says, Indeed, they do not care. They do not care. They are not affected by them being warned in any way. They do not care. La yu'minun. Whether you warn them or not, they don't care. They don't care whether they're warned or not. Imam tabari rahimahullah, he says that Ibn Abbas anhuma, said that the Prophet sallallahu an important hadith, that the Prophet sallallahu was eager for all people to follow him. He wanted it, that all of the people follow him upon the truth. He's the messenger, so he wants everyone to accept the message. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this to him, that no one would truly believe except those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had willed previously to be of the successful in the royal decree. No one will be successful except those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made to be successful. That's written in the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's known to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who's going to be successful before you're created. It's done. And... No one would be astray except of those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had decreed to be of the failures in the royal decree. And this is the statement of who? Ibn Abbas Radiyallahu anhuma. The Prophet wanted everyone to accept Islam. Right? So this was a teaching moment by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Nabi that you can't guide except those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has willed for his guidance. And you can't you know, do anything for the one. Who is led astray Because that is written In the knowledge of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala Shaykhul Islam Ibn Taymiyyah, Rahimahullah died in the year 728 After the hijrah of the Prophet Sallallahu alayhi wa After the hijrah of the Prophet Sallallahu alayhi wa He says As found in Majmu' al fatawa He says, says that يعني, In the verse يعني, There is a teaching to an Nabi Sallallahu alayhi wa And he says That your dua to them Your da'wah to them And your attention to them And your preaching to them And your care for them To being guided Is not a guarantee That they will be guided Imagine Imagine Right And nabi sallam Is making da'wah to them He's hoping for them to come He's doing the effort He's literally He's the one making da'wah to them Right You'd think that That is a solid Hundred percent khalas. do you know what I mean? It's a prophet of Allah, the messenger of Allah. is there any better da'i than a nabi do you you get what I'm saying? like everyone says, oh you do this trick and seven minutes in it's guaranteed Shahada <laughs> Have you seen those videos like how to guarantee a Shahada in three minutes, How to guarantee it <laughs> I'm waiting for someone to just be like he's <laughs> <It's> like He's <"What?" laughs> like say it after me, <laughs> just randomly mumbo jumbo. But يعني, there was a person who was going around. I remember one of the brothers was telling me in Medina, and he was—I don't know if I told you boys the story—that he was going around Medina, uh, and he was—I'm not even going to say what nationality he was from, actually—and um, he was going around to the hospitals, and anyone who would meet, he'd be like say, "La ilaha la ilaha illa They don't know what they're—Filipinos, the Filipinos, the Indians—they don't know what—they don't know what they're saying, right? They don't know what they're doing, la ilaha and they'll be like, what? And he's like, just say it, say it, say it after me. And they'll say it, they, 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 they do the shahada. And then he'll be like, hey, hey, alhamdulillah. And he walks off. He doesn't even tell them that they're Muslim. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, alhamdulillah. Right? He's, just, he's just happy he got a shahada. And he's like, I got this many shahadahs. Like, he's got he's counting in the thousands. Right? It's by saying that. All. <laughs> <laughs> Allah al Musta'an, So, Shaykh al Islam ibn rahimahullah, he says, that indeed guidance will only occur if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills it and opens their hearts to Islam. Guidance will only happen if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows it to happen. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, ta'hris <laughs> ala عَلَى هُدَاهُمْ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَهْدِي مَنْ يُضِلْ if you are keen and strive for their guidance Then indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Does not guide those on, يعني, those who he leaves to stray He has left some people They don't deserve guidance yeah, Allah in the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So if he has left them astray How do you think you can guide them? So over here Shaykh al-Islam in Taymiyyah He says that this is a cause of condolence To the Prophet sallallahu It's a ta'ziyah A condolence to the Prophet sallallahu sallam, That you haven't failed your mission you haven't failed your job. No, no, no. Right? Because you guided them, you tried to, but it didn't work. So he says that this is a cause of condolence to the Prophet, ﷺ, and that this verse shows that if you were to warn them and they do not accept, then there are greater benefits that have been achieved. And this in this verse he says is that guidance is ultimately from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Over here we conclude next week insha'Allah, we take on the following verse of the result of the misguidance, how it has happened, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has done. Something that is amazing is that we're going to take insha'Allah the 10 words that have been used to describe the hearts and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has described the hearts of the disbelievers in 10 separate words. And Imam al rahimahullah, mentions them from the Qur'an and what they mean. Uh, just to go over it, and there are some other gems, insha'Allah, that we take. But insha'Allah, we see you next week. Bharakallahu fiqum wa salallahu ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahabi wa sallam.